Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, that power within you to do your deeper work in the world. I am so excited to have my dear friend, Heather Blaze, as a guest here on the show. She is the founder of Boast You, or Boost You. <laughs> so funny. I can't wait to hear more about this because anything she touches turns to gold. So I can't wait to hear more about Boost You. She teaches purpose-driven entrepreneurs, cutting-edge strategies, transformational self-awareness, and prosperity techniques that create wildly successful businesses. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you, Diane. So good to see you too. Ah, girl, everything you touch turns to gold and you do it with such ease and grace. I definitely want to hear more about Boost You and what are you most excited about with it? I'm just most excited about transforming people's lives because what I teach, I teach basically what I do. So I teach time and money freedom, right? So it's great to have a business that makes money, you know, but if you don't have the time to spend the money, then what's the point, right? So I teach my clients how to simplify. You mentioned with ease and everything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be quite simple. Um, Not easy because there's work involved, but, you know, there's certain techniques that I've noticed, certain, there's a blueprint actually that I've noticed over the years since I've been coaching business owners. Um, I started coaching them back in 1996. So it's been a while. I've coached thousands and thousands of business owners and I've seen it all basically. So I've noticed that there is a formula for success. And when you don't follow that formula for success, it doesn't work, right? And it's kind of like baking a cake. It's like following a recipe. If you miss, if you leave out an ingredient, like you miss a step in setting up your business. Or if you do it out of turn, you know, then it's not going to turn out just like a cake. Like if you put the icing on a cake before you put it on the oven in the oven and take it out, it's not going to turn out the same as if you put it in the oven, let it cool, and then put the icing on the cake, right? Right. So same with the business. When you're setting up a business with a strong foundation and in order to have time and money freedom to do what you love to do, instead of just creating a job for yourself, it's important to um, execute each step in the right order so that it turns out. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so it really excites me because it's just my clients get excited and they're, you know, thanking me and they're like living this life that this dream life that they've always wanted. They're able to have that time and money freedom to spend time with their families, to do what they truly love, to really impact people, make a difference in people's lives. And for me, it's truly fulfilling and satisfying, you know? Yeah. Well, I know also as part of your journey, you've actually studied like the psychology of success. And as part of that, you've uncovered, you know, brain traps. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about like what that is and how that comes into play to, you know, sabotage and keep people in struggle. Well, everybody is, everybody's got fear, you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what level you're at, if you're just starting out, if you're, you know, you get to the higher levels, you start making 50, 100,000 a month, you still have fear. It's just different, right? But the difference is, is, you know, the brain trap that you talk about is, do we let that fear stop us? Or how do we move through that fear? And once we learn how to move through it, it's almost like a muscle because you just keep doing it over and over again. And again, any successful business owner 
entrepreneur needs to develop that muscle in order to succeed. If you don't you know, move through it, if you just let everything stop you, you've got these limiting beliefs and everything that can stop us and pre-programmed limiting beliefs, mind you, right? From school, from society, from our parents, our friends growing up, like our whole society is built on being a worker, mm-hmm. right? Not really being a business owner. So we're taught from our parents who were always workers, typically, who went through the same school system, the same society, everything. So we learn what they know. Then we go through school learning how to be workers. So we never get taught how to be a business owner. I was fortunate that my father was a successful entrepreneur. So it's kind of in my blood. I was born into business and and stuff like that. But statistically, business owners only succeed about 50% of the time within three to five years. It takes them about three to five years to figure out how to be successful and only 50% of them end up making it. So I basically eliminated the risk, You know that whole 50%. I've got 100% success rate with my clients because it's a formula. It's a blueprint. As long as you do the work, you get the results. And instead of three to five years, we shave that off completely into about eight weeks. So yeah. That's exciting. I mean, that's definitely yeah. something for... <laughs> To uh, it, those aren't the numbers that, that we typically hear, and but we do hear about people being in fear and about the things that stop people um, from achieving that next level of actually uh, doing the things that they want to do. And you, especially when you talk about that fifty percent not making it, I would surmise that fear plays a big part in that. Would you say that are there certain characteristics or habits or what makes the difference between those that get beyond the fear and those that get stuck in it? It is definitely mindset. It's I always say to my clients too, it's 80% mindset. If something's not working in your life, in your business, go back to the work, go back to the mindset. I've got lots of different exercises that I teach around that because it is, you know, like you've got to be able to move through it. And that's the thing. I think my dad said to me once, um, because I was really scared to make my first real estate investment back in the day with my ex-husband who I'd only known for three months. And, you know, my dad said something to me that was quite profound. He said, well, you never know unless you do it. You might fail, you know, you just might. But what's the worst case scenario, right? Just think about what's the worst case scenario you know that you ne- that you live your whole life never living a full life your dream life because we only have one one life we only get one shot at it right we have a limited amount of time here and so if you let that fear stop you you're just never going to know but you can just do it see what happens you know and i also say um take imperfect action it doesn't have to be perfect so take some action do whatever it takes you know find something on youtube there's tons of affirmations and and things like that cuz that's what it usually stems from i think is deep 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 down inside it's usually self worth mm-hmm. you know if we go dig deep into what's really stopping us it's usually the self worth so if you can find a coach or find something on youtube or find whatever you know whatever it is see somebody that you that you see succeeding that you could emulate you know and take them for lunch and pick their brain and see what they what they do to move through fear you know but it usually stems from that i think it usually stems from the self worth so if we can do some if you can focus on that you can usually move through it 
Yeah. Well, you know, we talk a little bit about being in that place of fear and what are some of the tools to be able to utilize to move through fear and to be more fierce in our life. And I know one of the tools that you did is that you actually did some skydiving. And <laughs> I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love for you to share just what that experience was like and how that has been like a platform for you as well to be one of the tools that you use to move through fear. That's perfect. That's a great example because it's a bit extreme, I know, but um, but it is. It's a great example for moving through fear. So my girlfriend's, you know, years ago before I had a before I had a child, <laughs> um, was they said, "Oh, we're gonna go skydiving together," and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. That sounds terrifying. I'm not sure. I don't think so." I'm like, "I'll just I'll just come and watch. I'll just come and watch," you know. <laughs> I was like, I could feel my heart pounding. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not even going to jump. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go watch. But well, maybe I'll go. Maybe. I'm just going to go. And so even until my heart was pounding, I'm like calling my parents on the way, on the drive there. And like, I just want to tell you, I love you. I'm, you know, and I'm going to, I might go skydiving. Probably not. I'm just going to go and check it out. But my girlfriends are going skydiving. And I'm just, you know, that I call and uh, say hi, say I love you. <laughs> anyway, I just drove there, you know, I was like, I wasn't for sure gonna go. And then I got there, and then the girls were getting ready to go, and they were like, Well, do you want to just watch the presentation? And I was like, Okay, I'll just watch the presentation, but I'm probably not gonna go. And I'm and I was like watching the people jumping and falling, not falling, landing safely. <laughs> um, but so I went through the presentation, you know, that you had to learn that you had to know to go tandem. And so I did that. And then they were like, okay, well, do you want to go? And I was like, well, not really, but whatever. I'll just, I'll sign the thing. And they're like, well, do you want to get a, do you want a video of it? I said, sure, we'll get the video, you know, but I'm still not hundred percent sure if I'm going to go, but I just kept going through the motions to right. move me forward, whatever, you know, without really thinking about it. So I kind of got out of my head and just went through the motions and into the plane and up and, you know, and I remember asking the guy, like, how many jumps have you done? You know? And he, I think he said maybe a thousand or something. I said, okay, well, he's still alive. So that's good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and then I was up in the plane and I was just, my heart was pounding. I was terrified, but I just kept going, moving forward, not really thinking about it too much. And then I did it and we got out there and it was amazing. It was so exhilarating and beautiful. And really the scariest part for me was the drive to the place. And then I just kind of stopped thinking, just started doing the motions to get me through. And then now I use that same thing. Anytime I'm scared, I just don't think about it. I just, next step, what's the next step? What's the next step? And then I just do it and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I love that. And you know, I know one of the things that you talk about is that it always works out. So mm -hmm. no matter what our fears are, a lot of times the buildup of the fear is bigger than the actual thing itself. And what I love about the process that you're talking about is that you just took one step. Like it was just the next step, right? And then the next step. And I think sometimes when we look at it in the totality, that that's where we get like overwhelmed or it feels like I can't do it, but we can always do that next step. And, you know, when you were speaking, it was just reminding me like when uh, I was a police officer and I would walk down dark alleys and it would be like, oh my God, like there's like, I've, I've been shot at. Like I've had these scenarios and things that have happened. And I always set the intention that I'm going to get home at night. Like I'm there, it was always clear to me that I was going to come home 
I was a single mom just like you. And, you know, it was one of those intentions. And I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I would just always just take the next step. And I think that there is something really important in the conversation around that, especially around uncertainty. And especially right now, I mean, people are feeling more uncertain than ever, feeling like, you know, we're in unknown territory. Uh, However, in times like this, a lot of businesses actually really succeed because they're looking at it from a much different perspective. So can you talk a little bit about business succeeding in uncertainty? For sure. I think that's what's gotten me, you know, I think that process has gotten me to where I am today. And, and like you said, everything I touch is gold. Well, it's not that it's like, boom, it's done, you know, and it's gold. It's, there is that process. So taking the next step and, oh, that didn't work. Let's shift over here. Shifting and adapting is really important too. But yeah, taking that next step, shifting and adapting and going to the end goal, the intention, the, the vision you know, of what you want to happen, I think is, is important and it's key. Um, having a clear vision of the end for where you want to end up, it doesn't really matter how you're going to get there, but having that clear intention, like you said, that clear vision of the end goal in mind and just knowing with certainty that it's going to work out, that it's going to succeed. When this whole thing hit, I ended up having my best month in April. And the way I did that was I quickly just shifted and adapted things to go with what was happening. And people really needed what I have to offer more than ever because everything was shifting online. And I can, I teach, like I said, what I do and I can work from anywhere. And so even I'll give you an example of my other client, um, Shelly, who was a dress shop owner. All the shops were closing. She was thriving because she had that blueprint, you know, to just, she shifted, she adapted and created something that would work for her with that successful blueprint or whatever. So, you know, that I taught her how to do. So while other people were closing up shop, she was hiring and training more people. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I find that, especially on the entrepreneurial journey, there are disempowering moments. There are things that maybe take the the wind out of our sails and can maybe shift us off course. And so I'd like you to share just, you know, maybe one of those experiences that you had and how you how you move through it to now be in a more empowered place. Yeah, I mean, I have I still have those days, right? And sometimes it could last a week. So again, it goes back to the mindset. I have a, a routine that I do every day, pretty much, and it sets me up for it sets me up for success and it keeps my mindset strong. I call it a bulletproof mindset. And you know, it starts with meditating and there's exercise and making sure I have enough sleep. And then I start with my lemon water and I like I do things that really keep me strong and keep my mindset strong. If I'm I'm having doubts, if I'm having fears or whatever, I might do um, something called the 50 stacks where I'll write down like 50 things of what makes me awesome. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it pumps you up, right? Like it just is like, oh yeah, I did this and and I'm that, you know, or whatever. Just putting down as many things that you can think of that other people tell you are great about yourself or that you like about yourself. There's um, also like mirror work by uh, Louise Hay. I love, you know, like it's just, there's, everybody has those days where 
you're doubting yourself and you're and you're feeling stuck or you're feeling stopped and you can always you know reach out too again reach out to a mentor reach out to a coach reach out to a friend that you you admire where they are and just talk to them and ask them what's what are they doing yeah i love you know? that, that well, and no, I love that. And well, and speaking of going off on tangents, you know, we talk about being a choice in our life to really be clear about what it is that that we want to do. And one of the things that you know I admire so much about you. I mean, you and I have been through over you know a decade of watching each other's lives and seeing what they're up to. And I can remember a point in your life when. Um, you uh, you were married, and you know everyone from the outside. It really looked like you had the perfect life, you know. And you know there were some amazing things, you know, about that relationship and what you were doing. But one of the things that you always were very clear about was that you wanted to have a child. And something that really shifted in that relationship is that you stood up for you, and you made a decision to be a single mom. And to really shift out of what a lot of people would have thought of being, this is secure and this is known and this is like the path and you can have whatever you want and you know all of what would be considered like the life. Can yeah. you speak to just making that shift in your life? And I know it wasn't an easy decision. You and I had a lot of discussions around that, um, yeah. but being on the other side of that, right? You know, living your life with your son and and shifting and and you are the just the the epitome of just pivoting and shifting and and always coming back to your center and what um, to your choices that you know you are in alignment with with what is true for you and so I would just love for you to share because I think there's a lot of people in that space these days where it's like things look really great in some mm-hmm. ways, um, but people don't know, you know the, the shoes that people walk into and what their true heart's purpose is. And we don't know how much time we have here. And so how you made some of those shifts and what it looks like on the other side. Yeah, it's true. I, I had a dream life, a dream life. You know, I was traveling every six weeks all around the world, staying in five-star hotels, traveling first class, you know, uh, married to a great partner, we did have our our challenges, you know. Um, but I think that the main thing was that I wanted to have a child, and I and my clock, my biological clock, was ticking. It was in our, you know, we, when we planned out our life, we we had planned on having a child and starting that at age thirty three, um, but then age thirty. Five came, we still didn't have a child and it just wasn't happening. And what didn't look like it was going to happen. And so, yeah, I had to make the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life because things were really good overall. I had a great life. You're right. But that was one thing that I couldn't, that couldn't be fixed with that person. You know what I mean? Every Anything else we could have probably worked through, but that was something that I really needed to have for my life. And like you said, we only live once. So I'm always kind of thinking about it from that perspective. Like when I'm on my deathbed, looking back on my life, what do I want it to look like? You know? And so even though I was living this amazing dream life and had all the time and money in the world to do whatever I wanted, I wasn't going to have a child, you know? And that was the one thing that I just couldn't get um, with that person. So yeah, I had to 
shift and adapt and make that hard choice. And I left, I left everything and I started completely over as a single mom. I found somebody, you know, right away and, <laughs> and had a child, um, but it wasn't a stable relationship. And, and, and basically, I basically chose to be a single mom. Yeah. Because it, it probably, I knew at the time it probably wasn't even going to work out with that person, but I really wanted to have that child so bad. So, um, but it, you know, it's the best decision I ever made now, you know, but it was very, very difficult, very challenging, very scary. But again, I just took the next steps, did the same, the same thing that I always do and knowing that it, it will always work out and yeah, better than ever. Yeah. I just, I love that you share that because I do believe that there are people listening right now that may be at some crossroads. And I think that it's important to really look at like, what do you want your life to look like at the, at the end of the day? Like, you know, what are those really important things that you want to have your life reflect? And I think that that is really empowering to be clear about what that is, because I think there's plenty of people that maybe get to that end. And they're like, I wish I had, you know, if I only did this. And so we have this opportunity when we are making these steps forwards in our life to be really clear, because if we're not personally happy, if we're not on the path doing, then we really can't help the other people because we're something is disconnected and something is not supporting us in the way that that can happen. So I think that it's um, really helpful. I love really talking to uh, strong entrepreneurial women who have walked those steps, right? So that people can see what that can look like on on the other end and and what that looks like. And especially, you know, one of the things too that uh, I love to always ask my guests and because I'm looking at your place, you're, you're in Canada, you have, you know, different locations that you stay at. So I don't know if you're thinking about this home, but maybe your home back here in the US is we have, a different experience like in our bedroom versus our office and our kitchen. And I believe our environment really does have an impact on our experience of life. So what is your favorite room in your home and why? My home in San Diego is my favorite. <laughs> this one's nice. This one's homey and cozy and and warm. Um, but my home in San Diego, I think is my living room, actually. I have a big, thankful... Um, sign on the on the wall and I've got my dream sofa. It's all down filled and I just like I I go there and I just I look out in my beautiful backyard and I don't know, it just feels so good. Yeah. Nice. I, I just, I love that because I think that there's there's something about the spaces that we create is mm-hmm. that kind of like this reflection of our inner world of how we're feeling and where we are in life. And when we look out about how happy it makes us feel, and it's not from a materialistic, it's a feeling type thing. Yeah. It's like, how is our day-to-day life when we're walking through the spaces that we've created, are they uplifting us and making us happy or are they taking some of our energy away? So I think there's something to be said with the the spaces that we create and the level of of joy and happiness that we experience. So I could talk to you about this all day. And I know that our our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they do that? Uh, They can go to my website. It's uh, heatherblaze.com. Really simple. I'm Heather Blaze, heatherblaze.com. There's all kinds of resources on there. And yeah, if, if you're a business owner and you're needing extra clients or you're interested in learning more about how to have more time and money freedom and impact people with um, your amazing gifts. I've got a free workshop on there as well. So you can just go to heatherblaze.com and click on free workshop and best 45 minutes you'll ever spend probably on your, on your business. Nice. So yeah. 
I love it. All right. So Heather, I know that our listeners not only are going to want to stay in contact with you, but what are some parting thoughts that you have for those that may be working really hard, um, spinning their wheels and just don't know what the next step is? Maybe they're in fear. They're not sure what to do. Yeah, that's a great question. Whenever I have people calling me, um, I get people calling me every day in that same position, actually. They're, they're, they're stuck. They're spinning their wheels. They're working hard. They're overwhelmed. They're stressed. What I recommend is just to stop everything and just breathe and do an exercise um, that I like to recommend. It's, it's creating your ideal day. So just imagine you have all the time and money in the world to do whatever you want to do. Um, get out a journal. It's important to write it down, not just think about it in your head. Write, write stuff down. And think about if you had all the time and money in the world, what would be the ideal time that you'd wake up? What's the first thing you do? You know, what's the first thing you see, smell, hear, go through all your senses and just write down, you know, what's the next thing you do at what specific time? So if you wake up at 6.30, ideally at 6.45, you know, what's, what happens next? You know, for me, it's like I wake up at 6.30, ideally somebody brings me my lemon water from my lemon that they picked off my organic tree in my backyard. Like this is ideal, ideal, right? Um, well, nobody's bringing me lemon water right now, but you know, <laughs> I have an automatic kettle and I do finally have this orchard in my backyard. So it actually, I wrote it down two years ago and it's getting there. Like it actually does happen. So I recommend just stop, get really clear on what your ideal, ideal life looks like, you know, but start with the ideal day and then reach out, find a coach, find a mentor, find somebody that can, that can help you with what you're trying to achieve. It just will cut down so much time, so much, so much, save you so much money, save you so much time to get the results that you want, because it's not really, I mean, it's been done over and over again, you know, find somebody that's done it and get them to help you. Because like I said, life's too short and you want to live your best life while you can. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much just for your time and your wisdom. And it's always amazing to see you and, and thriving and give my love to Hayden and uh, we'll connect when you are, are back in town. Sounds good. Thanks, Diane. Uh, you got it. And then to our listeners, just... Thank you so much. We're here for you. And you know, building community and positive messages is such an important thing for us to have in the media. And you get to be part of that. And we would love for you to subscribe, to share, put any of your comments, uh, any questions that you have. Maybe you're stuck in your life and you've got some questions that uh, either Heather or myself can uh, answer for you. Please make sure you tag both of us. And let's uh, get into this community together where we can spread positive messages, um, ways to support each each other. That's how we get to move forward and be part of positive communities. So until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.